guys, this is your faithful host, D. Williams, again with This Comics Life. On this exciting episode, I'm going to be talking about the Olympics, English-Spanish translation missed opportunities, and what women really mean when they want a man with a sense of humor. All right here on episode 15 of This Comics Life. Let's check it out. <laughs> yeah, this is again your host, D. Williams, or aka Daryl Williams, or whatever you want to call me. It's this comic's life. Yeah. All right, guys, this is a great week for comedy. Uh, this is a really good uh, open mic. Uh, I wouldn't say, like, you know, it was a bomb, but I wouldn't still say it's a kill. But I would say it's a good push in the right direction. It's definitely a good set for myself. It has some good new material. You know, it's topical material because, of course, we're talking about the Olympics right off the bat. And that's just in the news. And I haven't really been thinking about a lot about, like, you know, Olympics. But obviously, since I am trying to get into the open mic or comedy world, I will say you know you got to talk about things that are in the news and in relevancy so of course i got to try to bring out something that's uh topical and i think it works and of course i have a lot more stuff and i'll get into the into the review time because i won't uh get into it now but i will talk about more olympics and more uh spanish translations that are missed opportunities as well as uh you know of course what women really want when they say uh they want a man with a sense of humor (laughs) it goes well let's uh and that's a taste so anyway what am i going to be talking about before oh man i've been doing a lot of open mics i've also done a huge first and i have to thank my good friend Anthony Mulhika with uh, the Blacklight District Lounge. He uh, unfortunately couldn't host one uh, Tuesday a few weeks back, so he asked me to do it, and I uh, took up the challenge. And I wish I recorded it, but it was going to be a lot of stuff. And I, I don't know, I I just didn't want to record like in between sets, but. You know, it was really cool to host a show and to, like, you know, actually get up there and, to like, try to keep it alive and to try to, like, you know, do material as well as, like, you know, give, like, you know, comics their chance and to, like, you know, run the light and everything. It's just a different beast, I'll tell you that. And I wouldn't mind doing it again. It's really cool, but... um. I wish I recorded it. Next time I host, I'll record all of the banter in between sets, and maybe I'll just cut it up and compile it into one big, like, you know, host open mic episode. But, uh, yeah, hopefully also I'll be getting Anthony Mojica himself in the studio. And when I say studio, I mean my room and <laughs> in my apartment. That's what I mean. But 
it will be cool to see him, uh, you know, and talk to him about his journey and to like, you know, maybe get his perspective on some open mics that he's experienced because he's definitely been doing it a lot longer than me. And obviously he hosts a mic. So he even has a great story about, and I'll let him tell you all about it on the uh, podcast when he gets into here. But he has a great story about the first time he hosted at the Blacklight. Oh, man, I don't even know if he wants to get into it, but it's crazy. (laughs) Man, that Blacklight has been getting a lot of shit lately, especially because it's been featured on Bar Rescue. And it's like one of the only like bars that like didn't get like remodeled by John Tafford. And like he totally like the owner just totally fucking said, get the hell out of here. Don't do anything. I hate you, John Tafford. You're fucking suck. You know, you're trying to make this not a punk rock bar and blah, blah, blah. It's a punk rock bar. (laughs) But I'm thinking, like, at least there's an open mic. Like, it's not punk bar all the time. And it's definitely an open mic, you know, on Tuesdays. But I will say there are a lot of punk bands right after us, which is cool because, like, right before, like, the open mic is over, we have, like, you know, a bunch of people that start to come in looking for a punk band. So that's a good audience. And if you can make people that were looking for a punk rock show laugh, then you have said something magical, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but I will say the Blacklight is getting a good makeover because I've noticed, like, this last week, it was getting a new stage bill and a new PA and a bunch of different things. So uh, kudos to that. Hopefully it'll get better and uh, hopefully... You know, people won't get stabbed in there, and it'll smell a little less like urines from some time to time. <laughs> but that's comedy right there. That is comedy because if you can say that your journey started at that club and it went up from there, then you know you know you've done something right. And it can only go up from there because that place is clearly near the bottom. I wouldn't say the whole bottom, but it's definitely near the bottom. And I love it to death because. I have met a lot of cool people there, even though it's a little seedy, and I will say it's a classic dive bar. (laughs) Unlike these next sets that I will be playing you from the library, the library is a different beast. It's a little bit different because instead of having drunks, you know, passed out on the bar, you have, like, people at the library that are, like, you know, listening to music, watching Netflix, and also, like, writing a dissertation on, like, the difference between, like, mold and fungus. And you're like, uh, I, I didn't know there was a difference, but apparently there is. And apparently you can get, uh, you know, a whole dissertation on it. But anyway, they're also watching, you know, Stranger Things at the same time. And while they're doing those two things, they're trying to listen to you and you're just busy trying to, you know, not make a dick joke and try to say something a little witty and a little topical, but they're not even caring about that. So then you quickly go into the dick jokes and then they find out, oh, those dick jokes don't work either. (laughs) Yep, it's tough. It's tough to be, like, you know, competing against Stranger Things and dissertations. (laughs) But uh, that's what happens when you go to an open mic bar that's near a college and it's near, you know, people that love Netflix. (laughs) I guess that's everybody. I will admit, though, that Stranger Things, that shit is pretty cool. But 
it's uh you know i don't want to get into it and i don't want to spoil it and uh people have been spoiling it for me but that has not made me uh not want to watch it any less and i've definitely been like halfway through but it is interesting how like you know as soon as one person like sees it it's a ripple effect and then I'll have like, you know, one person go, hey, have you seen this? And then literally two days later, it's like three people hit me up. And then two days later after that, six people hit me up. And it's like, whoa, this this shit travels fast. This this thing is like, okay, like on Monday, like one person was telling me about this. And then like by Friday, like I got my whole family and like half of my friends going like, dude, you need to hit this thing up. And I was like, yeah, on Wednesday I fucking started. So I'm already two days ahead of you, bro. <laughs> but it is, that's the thing about, I guess, viral anything now is this, it just spreads. It just spreads like wildfire and not even like wildfire. It spreads like a virus. And uh, I will admit it's uh, cool because I, I, I hope that that's what my uh, podcast does someday. It spreads like at least, you know, like crabs where it's not necessarily like a crazy virus that you're going to like, you know, die from. But at least it's going to like, you know, make your day a, a little uncomfortable for one or two days until you get the shampoo. That's what I think my podcast is most like a nice dose of crabs. <laughs> But people will say that crabs are pretty much inexistent now that uh, people are shaving their pubes more because nobody has pubes anymore. And thank God, because who wants pubes? Not me. (laughs) No, I'll say, like, it's not that bad. You know, it's a hard commitment to, like, you know, shave your balls all day or, or at least every other day because, like, I shave the top of my head. Like, and now if I had to shave the bottom head, God damn, that'd be like twice as much work. And I don't think I'm into that. (laughs) Now, I will say there is obviously manscaping involved. And we have to get into that a little bit because I like manscaping to a point. But it's funny because I watch porn and I notice like (laughs) there's hairy guys. But then they have like just their crotch like smooth and shaven and like to the point where it's like a baby soft. And you're like, whoa, because like right they get to like a line and it's like suddenly not hair. It's this hair like their legs are all hairy. Their ass is hairy like their stomachs all hairy. But then like there's this little circle patch like right where their crotch is that's completely shaven. And that is hilarious. (laughs) Come on, girls. Like if you saw like a dude and you were just like a normal chick and a normal dude and you got together, you know, at a bar or whatever, and you went back to his place and you got all hot and heavy and you got naked and then right when he got naked he was all hairy except for just the crotch <laughs> and i'm not talking like like he shaved his whole like boxer zone or his whole like speedo zone i'm talking about like just the immediate crotch that's just like smooth and bare <laughs> like if you saw that guy you would definitely be like oh this guy definitely thinks he gets his dick sucked a lot and maybe if he does i don't want to do that because why do i want to get with a guy that like has to shave his junk that often or i don't know maybe it is maybe it's a huge turn on for a lot of chicks like where they saw that and went like well i wasn't gonna do it if it was the other way around (laughs) so i'm glad it's not there 
because uh yeah anyway um i just <laughs> i don't know where that came from but uh yeah it is weird how uh things just come up when you're uh, just talking to yourself uh I should get into uh, why I played 311 at the top of the show. I love 311 because uh, it's a great band. And not only that, but I am seeing it with a good high school buddy of mine. Uh, and he's uh, really cool, and it's going to be cool. And did I mention it was going to be cool? <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it'll be fun. And um, I, I, I think that it's a real gut check recently because I... I recently was all jazzed about it, and I was telling some coworkers during my day job about, uh, you know, hey, man, I'm going to go see 311. And, of course, what did the millennial say? Who is 311? <laughs> and, of course, you're like, oh, wow, I'm that old, huh? Jesus. And you don't even know, like, Amber or Down or, like, you know, the, the hits or anything? Come on. Or maybe even, you know, Love Song, from, you know, the cover? Come on. And they don't even know that. So, of course, you know, you play them a few songs and they're like, Oh, this song is so cool. Blah, blah, blah. Where did this band come from? And you're like, dude, this band's been around since you've been born. Jesus Christ, like, get your head out of fucking Katy Perry and Justin Bieber for one minute and go listen to something that's, like, a little older. <laughs> and I mean, like, not even that old. It's, you know, 30 years, maybe. <laughs> not even. So, come on. Like, I, I just don't understand. Like, if it hasn't been, like, in this last year, people don't know anything about a lot of music. And... It's bands that have been around for 30 years, 20 years, you know, and I understand, like, maybe they're not household names for every house, but what is it? Do I need to say, like, oh, I'm, like, seeing, you know, Green Day or Foo Fighters or, like, those are the bands, I guess, that, that were contemporaries that, like, were around when they were around or when they started, but why do those bands, like, ring a chord, but, like, other bands don't ring a chord, and you're like, dude, they're just as popular, if not more hits or if not you know more at least like you know uh quintessential to like 90s hip-hop and rock combinations like what other bands have like two singers that do so much like to you know different degrees and have so much range you know it's one of those bands that's just prolific and they keep putting out cool music and keep evolving and they even have an album that's fucking called evolver <laughs> so there you go anyway it's gonna be great and i will definitely tell you all about it once i get back so with more to do i won't get this much uh further so let's get into this open mic set which is great because it's uh you know just a bunch of different things that i've been thinking about anyway Let's get into it, and we'll get back with the review coming up. Let's do this. Come into the stage. Very funny. Uh, local comic. Uh, the beard of Santa Claus and the glasses of your creepy English teacher. Welcome to the stage, <laughs> Daryl Williams. <laughs> funny thing, I was an English major. So uh, you kind of guessed it. Yes, it's true, I grow a lot of hair on the bottom of my face, but not on the top of my face. But, uh, let's get into some weird, topical stuff. Have you guys been watching the Olympics? No. Obviously, you guys are all under 30. 
because I've noticed that only people over 30 care about the Olympics. And it's because the Olympics are fucking boring. And I know why. We don't have combinations of sports. Like, we have the pommel horse, but it's not on an actual horse. If it was on an actual horse, we'd be like, hell yeah, that guy is fucking tight. Special, and not only that, but like, we can't get involved in it because we don't do it ourselves. Like, if they had a 400 meter doggy paddle, we would all watch it. Because we'd be like, oh, I can doggy paddle, I can do that. Or if there was like competitive Marco Polo, I'd be like, oh, sign me up, I am there. The shittiest part, or the hardest part about, or the hardest game in the Olympics, I should say, is naming all the nations that are in the Olympics. I guarantee you guys can't name at least half of the people that are competing in the Olympics. Not even people, nations. Do you even know? No, you don't. You don't even know America was in it, probably. Right? Yeah. There are 554 people that are American athletes that are performing in the Olympics. That's more than people in the nation of Chad. There are more people competing in America than people living in a nation. That's fucking crazy. I guarantee you, American athletes are so arrogant that they get on the block like Michael Phelps on, like, just before he's about to jump in the water, he looks to the left and right of him and he's like, oh, wow, China's in this? Oh, good for them. Oh, what? Fucking, the nation of Chad is in this? I thought his name was Chad. What the fuck? And it's so crazy because he just jumps in the pool as he's high and just swims loops around him and then fucking gets a Yankee commercial. And you're like, why the fuck would a swimmer get a Nike commercial? It's fucking America. It doesn't have to make sense. It's, it, let me just move on from something from the Olympics because you guys don't give a shit. I found out something really interesting about uh, Mexicans is that they don't have a Spanish word for cunt. <laughs> they don't have one. If you go on Google and translate cunt into Spanish, it'll just say cunt. <laughs> Now, I'm thinking that they're, they're missing a real, a real, like, advantageous move right now. Because if I know my Spanish from, like, you know, elementary school, all they have to do is put an O at the end of it and call it canto, and we got another Spanish word. <laughs> Man, that would be great. Didn't you guys do that back in, like, elementary school where, like, you know, you thought you could speak Spanish by just putting O at the end of every word? I go oh, to the super marcato, <laughs> and then, you know, people go, dude, that's racist. You can't say that. And I'm like, okay, well, how do you say supermarket in Spanish? Supermarcato. <laughs> okay, so who's really racist? Uh, I don't understand the, why women say that they want a sense of humor in a man, because... What they really are saying, they're, they're not saying, I want a man that's really funny. What they're really saying is, I want a man that's going to laugh at my jokes. <laughs> I want somebody that's going to assume what I'm saying is funny and then just laugh. Have you ever experienced that? Have you ever had a man laugh at anything you said? Never. Never. See? Because you're not funny. 
<laughs> but my girlfriend isn't funny either. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, recently, I told her, man, wouldn't it be funny if you could fart on a bicycle and instantly go 14% faster? Wouldn't that be awesome? And she's like, that's not funny. Why would you even want to ride a bike and fart and blah, blah, blah? And you're like, dude, you just don't understand any humor. And she's like, so, like, later that day, she goes, here's a joke. Wouldn't it be cool if you could freeze a piece of ice hard enough so you could stab a man, but have it melt quick enough before the cops got there? And you're like... As I'm dumbfounded looking at her, she's like, I was joking. Hello? You don't know anything about humor. It's, it's so interesting how uh, women and men just don't see eye to eye on a lot of things, especially when it comes to masturbation. All right. That's my time, guys. Thank you. Well, that's not a thing I thought I'd hear today. Or ever. Oh, right, everybody. That was definitely the best set you've ever heard in your life, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, let's get into it. The Olympics. Right off the bat, the Olympics was a good bit. I thought it was just on dead ears. I think this audience sucked ass. And I think... <laughs> and yeah, I don't like to blame it on the audience. Sometimes I'll definitely admit, like, okay, that material just didn't work. That material just needs to be re-edited and, like, you know, ironed out, but sometimes it's like you just get into an audience, like the audience does not care at all what I'm talking about, and of course, like the barista's still like making her shit, like, and you know, of course, like the machine goes on right as the punchline is about to hit. <laughs> Oh man, that is the one downfall from recording and being in a lo uh, a coffee shop is definitely like, oh my god, it is so frustrating having to do all this. But I digress. Let's get into the material because the material, I think, is gold. I just need to get it in the right hands, the right audience, and... Man, right off the bat, like, I swear, like, the amount of athletes that are in the Olympics... Uh, just in the American uh, side alone. I mean, that is, like, astounding how there's, like, 554 people competing, men and women. And not only that, but, like, you count, like, all the other nations. Like, we basically are playing a United States versus the world. Because <laughs> if the world, like, gathered up all their nations together and competed, I mean, they would still come shorter than uh, our nation. <laughs> it's amazing. It's how, like, uh, there's, like, backups between backups and, like, you know, other nations are, like, backup. We don't even have one to, like, put in the event, let alone, like, a backup to the event. <laughs> Like, they can't even get, like, a normal citizen off the streets, and I hope I'm not getting into too much of the Seinfeld bit, where they, the involuntary luge, where they just grab people off the street and start putting them in the luge, and here you're in the luge. <laughs> What's the deal with people stealing jokes from me? <laughs> but I won't say that. But I am saying, like, man, there are so few people in this nation, like, there should be 
everybody competing. Like, I, who cares? Like, just go to the Olympics. Like, that's a free trip to the Olympics. If you can just say, like, oh, yeah, I'll play, like, you know, table tennis or yachting or uh, equestrian riding. I'll do any of those just so I can go to the Olympics and be in the games. I know I'm not going to win, but why not just go? <laughs> you know, it's like uh, a free excuse to go to, uh, you know, a different country. Who wouldn't want that? But here's something I didn't bring up in the open mic sets with the Olympics because it was just not going well and I needed to change it up, so I, I redirected my efforts. But I had a few more things that I wanted to bring up, and one thing was, man, why are we still allowing all these swimmers to wear bathing suits still? Because the bathing suits are making them go faster. If we look at like what it was like you know 12 years ago 15 years ago like the suits were like you know just normal speedos and everything but like we were getting you know to the point where it was almost naked but we weren't naked you know we had to still cover up a little bit and that was cool so you know the records were like at a certain pace but then when we got more prudish and we said like, oh, we can't just have them in Speedos. That's too revealing. Or we can't have them in those little like, you know, bikinis. That's too revealing. We have to put them in like this huge like Lycra bathing cap, like this huge, you know, condom that we just wrap them in. And then what happens? The condom actually makes them faster. That's what makes them go like 10 times faster because the lycra is like a smooth slick surface like a seal skin or something so we're like giving all these swimmers seal skin because we don't want to see their junk now here's the thing who the fuck cares about a swimmer's breasts like i swear in order to get into the breaststroke you should have at least like a b cup you need to have breasts to have, like, you know, a swimming competition involving the quote-unquote breast stroke. It's so amazing because, like, if you took a side-by-side -side picture of, like, the two hottest stars in swimming right now. If you take, like, Michael Phelps's torso in a side-by-side -side comparison with uh, Katie Ledecky and you show me both sets of like boobs I swear you wouldn't be able to tell whose is whose and I'm not trying to say this is like you know slight on either of them you know but I'm just saying like we're not in this for the like the the sexiness or the like lewdness it's like we want our records to be kept accurate and we don't want them sullied like who cares about doping I want to get to the bottom of speedo speedo needs to get reprimanded because they're making athletes way faster than like any other like drug or anything like that <clears throat> and now if you look at like you know michael phelps yeah they're wearing like huge like board shorts but they're like looking like you know they're made out of like they're just painted on and that's making them a tenth of a second faster oh my gosh and speaking of world records like, it's so weird that, like, every year a world record gets beaten. So, like, if we keep going, eventually enough, like, 
50, 80 years down the uh, the road, we're going to have a world record that's seriously like one second. It's going to be like one second. That's it. World record. <laughs> because like now it's just going from like if we went back in time, like if we went to the original Olympics, not like Roman times, but I'm talking about like when America and like the world like brought it back, like in the 1800s or early 1900s. If we even go back then, and we didn't train at all, like we just went back in time, and we were five minutes before we had to compete in the fifth, you know, the four hundred meter uh, breaststroke, we would totally kick everybody's ass in that event. And we weren't, we aren't even athletes. We're not even close to being professional athletes. But back then, neither were they. <laughs> they were just people that were willing to like do it so it's like oh i don't know i can't even swim so you want me to actually do this nope put that guy in oh yeah and let's probably time it because um you know we like to time things <laughs> but that's the thing like if we went back to any sport any sport not just swimming but anything you could put an amateur in every sport and they would kick anybody that has a gold medal or had that has won the first gold ever in the Olympics. It's so crazy. <laughs> but to be honest, we should just totally just open up that floodgate because the only way we're going to get to the one second world records is if we just have them become super athletes that have like total disregard for every drug and everything that like, you know, could enhance that person to make them an inch faster. They're going to do and take and eat and whatever. And that's what real athletes need to do. They need to get into the amount of like competition that we want to see because if we're watching the first Olympics, everybody would tune out. Everybody's tuning out anyway because, like, you know, everybody talks about, like, oh, the millennials are like, this is so great. This is so awesome. But if you look at the numbers, no millennials are watching it. <laughs> They're talking about it but not watching it. <laughs> Let's move on to another bit real quick, and that is the uh, <laughs> completely different to the Olympics, and that's the word cunt. And why does there, why isn't there a Spanish version for it? I don't know. <laughs> the only reason I heard this or thought about this was because I was listening to a uh, female comic, and she was telling a story in Spanish, and she said the word cunt in the story. So, like, throughout the whole story, you're hearing, like, blah, 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 blah and then suddenly cunt. <laughs> and then, like, it's like, whoa, that's kind of weird. Like, how come she didn't say some sort of, like, puta or, like, you know, muñeca or some sort of, like, you know, bendejo at least <laughs> or bendeja? I don't know. But that's the thing. Like, out of all the words that, like, I could understand, it was the word cunt. <laughs> so I'm like, what is she talking about? Oh, she said cunt. I'm sure she's talking about some bitch or some, uh, uh, I hope she's talk not talking about her mom. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear madre or anything like that, so, you know, or abuela. <laughs> I don't know, man. If you want to call your grandma a cunt, that would be pretty sweet. <laughs> I mean, you know, for story's sake. <laughs> but anyway, like, it is weird how, like, and this was it just it just kind of brought up a lot of uh, memories that I have been thinking of, of, about, like, it is so funny how, like, you can change certain words from like a American word to a Spanish word just by adding the word o or the letter o to it 
And if you point that out, suddenly you're a racist. <laughs> because if you just do it, so like people will be like, ah, <laughs> that's kind of funny. But like, they do it more often than like any other country. Like they're the ones that are doing it. But the fact that you point it out and the fact that you try to do it for words that are clearly not the words that they do it with, that's when we get into problems. <laughs> and speaking of problems with the words and not knowing the words until way after you say them, I once had to get jumped into a gang in third grade. Yep, <laughs> this was my initiation into getting into a gang. I had to call my uh, teacher or some lady that was like a recess monitor. Uh, I had to call her a puta gorda. <laughs> yep, and it was so weird because like I was this new kid at this school and I came into the school and yeah, it was majority of uh, the class was, uh, you know, Mexican or Latino. And, you know, in order to get cool with these kids that I wanted to make friends with, they're like, hey, in order to hang out with us, S.A., you got to go over to that recess lady and then call her a puta gorda. And I'm like, all right, well, why not? Like, this, it just seems like, you know, like a formality to me. I'm not like thinking like, what is this puta gorda? And what does this mean? Why would you want me to say that to her? Hmm, that seems iffy. Oh, well, nope. I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> I guess that's an easy way. I'm, I'm glad you didn't have to shank me or, you know, like have to beat me up to get into the gang. But calling this chick a puta gorda, that's fine. <laughs> And if you guys don't know, puta gorda means fat bitch. So clearly, I go over to this lady, and I just go, Hey, Miss Lady, you're a puta gorda. <laughs> and then, of course, smash cut to me being in the principal's office, going, Yes, I called her this. And then, of course, the principal's like, uh, Don't you know that that's a bad word? And I'm like, What? Why? What? These kids told me to say this to her. And then, of course, you know, I totally ratted out the kids. And suffice it to say, I was not uh, accepted into the gang with open arms, but rather told to never talk to them ever again. <laughs> and I'm probably good for doing so because who knows? Let's uh, I can only assume uh, what these uh, young gentlemen are doing now. <laughs> And uh, if any of them know this story and are listening, please hit me up because I would love to uh, get back in touch with you, especially if you're not in jail. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it is weird how uh, Spanish and English are uh, one of the same and clearly not anywhere near each other. <laughs> All right. Let's finally go into my last bit, which was uh, just the differences between uh, what women find in a sense of humor and what uh, men are looking for in a sense of humor. And uh, I think this is just a, a, a reiteration or a rehashing of what I'm trying to uh, do with uh, these uh, few jokes that I've already kind of like brought up in past recordings. I'm just kind of trying to build it into more of a story at premise instead of it just being just, you know, non sequitur jokes <laughs> or one liners. So I have this premise about this, uh, you know, wouldn't it be weird if we, uh, you know, freeze the piece of ice hard enough to stab a man, but it'd be cold, you know, small enough so it could uh, melt away before the cops got there. You know, this is real, like, you know, law and order shit. And, uh, <laughs> it also brought up, and I, and I wish I brought this up, but it, it's also brought up this idea of like a lot of times when, um, me and my girlfriend are watching TV or watching anything, especially, yeah, this recently with the Olympics or yeah, just whatever. And, uh, 
she's like saying, <laughs> I'm, you know, clearly making jokes and trying to like, you know, make snide remarks and whatnot. And she's just like, is everything a joke to you? Like, is everything gotta be so funny? Like trying to be funny or, you know, you gotta try to like make some witty observation. It's like, can't you just watch it for just watching it? It's like, hello, I'm a comic. This is like my blood. Like this is like the living life force of what makes me like want to get up in the morning. Yeah, to make fun of things. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, you know, that's what I do. Like this is like something that is inside me. Is like, I don't know why, but I just do it. It's like you overanalyze everything. And obviously, if you guys are comics out there and you're listening, you understand like what I'm talking about. You want to make a joke out of everything because that's what you do. It's like the same. But I brought up this like, okay, you telling me like why is everything a joke to you is like asking a fireman why is it always about saving lives with you <laughs> can't you just like you know not save a life here and there just don't do it you know you just have your time when you do it and then when you're with me and if you see somebody choking you still worry about what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling about and not worrying about trying to save this man's life <laughs> obviously when I brought that back up to her she was like yeah that makes no sense at all you clearly don't even just shut up and watch those games <laughs> anyway but like yeah it's it's we're in two different realms when it comes to uh you know what i find funny and what she thinks is funny and that's what i find most funny is that we're so different <laughs> But speaking of the Olympics, there is this Michael Phelps uh, promo thing going around the internet, and I got my hands on it, and not a lot of people have it, but I have it, and I'm going to play it for you guys. But here it is, and definitely afterwards, we'll, I'll talk to you all about some upcoming events on the podcast, so stay tuned. But here is a never-before-seen radio promo with the Michael Phelps. All right, guys, let's check it out. All right, Michael, thanks for coming in and just doing this real quick thing for us. Uh, we really appreciate what you're doing here, and uh, you're an amazing athlete, so uh, this won't take that long. Uh, let's just go one more time and uh, just read what's uh, the cue cards right in front of you, and uh, let's go. Hey, I'm Michael Phelps. This is the Rio Gates. Fuck yeah! Tune in to NBC. Okay, Michael. Uh, that's really good. Uh, we like your enthusiasm. Uh, we like that you're naming yourself. Uh, but you, can you just leave uh, the little F word out of it if you can? What? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even know I said that. Uh, let me just take it one more time from the top. Yeah, let's let's just do that one more time from the top. All right, just just read that little thing and we're going. All right. Hey, I'm Michael Phelps. This is real. Fuck yeah! You're tuning in to NBC. Okay, Michael. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just just heard you say it again. So, uh, could you just do it uh, one more time without the little F word? Uh, I like everything about it. Just, just leave out that one little word. Uh, oh, sorry, man. I just have so many medals holding me down. I, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, thanks for bringing up that you have tons of medals. Uh, we love that you have tons of medals. Uh, but yes, bring that up, but without the F word. All right, let's hear it one more time from the top. Hey, I'm Michael Phelps. Tune in to the Rio Games 
all on NBC. Fuck yeah! All right, uh, Michael, uh, can you just, uh, I know you're excited, and I know that, uh, you're, you're a great, uh, athlete. Fuck yeah! But can you just leave out one little word? Let's just, uh, just run it from the top one more time. Come on, and I think you know what I'm talking about. What? Oh, yeah, the fuck? Yeah, you don't want me to say fuck? Okay, I, I'm, I'm doing it right now, right. Hey, I'm Michael Phelps. This is Rio. Fuck yeah! Okay, see? You're doing it again, Michael. Can you just leave out the fuck? Now you got me saying it. I just want you to leave out that little F word. Come on now. All right. Hey, I'm Michael Phelps. Fuck yeah. Ah, uh, Michael. Come on now. I know you're an amazing athlete. Yeah, I'm an amazing athlete. You want me to show you how amazing I am? Hey, hey, where are you going? What the... See, I just came back and won two goddamn medals. Fuck yeah. Let me do this. Rio, NBC. Fuck yeah. Okay, Michael. Okay, okay, okay. I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Okay, I know that you just went back, took five minutes out of your day, and just won two more medals just now. But can you just say, welcome to Rio, Michael Phelps. You're tuned in to NBC. That's all. No fuck, none of that. Could you just do that, please? And then you can go back to banging whores. I don't bang whores, I bang my wife. Don't you see my beautiful baby boy just sitting right there? Yes, I see that, that you're obviously very fertile and that you have a lovely non-whore wife. But can you just say, this is Rio, I'm Michael Phelps, you're watching NBC. Hell yeah, I can say that. You're watching Rio. I'm Michael Phelps. You're tuned in to NBC. Fuck yeah. Okay, I guess we're just gonna have to get Ryan Lochte in here, and he's just gonna have to fill in. Let's get Ryan in here. Thanks for coming in, Ryan. We really appreciate it. Are you ready? Yeah. Hey, this is Ryan Lochte. I swim fast in a pool. You're watching the Rio Olympics on NBC. <laughs> That's perfect, Ryan. Thank you very much. I go boom boom in my speedo. Alright guys, thanks again for tuning in to episode 15 of This Comics Life. Uh, yeah, it's definitely been fun doing it, and I hope you guys tune in for a whole lot more. There's going to be guests, there's going to be new sketches, there's going to be even more stand-up. Definitely tune in to a lot more, and if you guys like the show and want to subscribe to it, definitely go to uh, iTunes or Google Play Music or anywhere you get a. Uh, podcasts and uh, subscribe there and you can also go to this comics life on facebook and instagram or you can go to the d stories on twitter or you can hit me up on the archaic email and it's this comics life pod at gmail.com definitely go to any of those things and you can hit me up tell me if you love it tell me if you hate it i don't care just involve yourself in this show and i will definitely uh tell you i love you and everything you want to hear anyway <laughs> also uh, big news guys uh if you guys don't know this is definitely a little late on the episode so uh i have decided 
to move the time when I put out these episodes. Yes, uh, next week it will be coming out Monday. Mondays are the new times for This Comics Life. I know the Saturdays was cool and all, but in actuality, nobody was downloading it on Saturday. Everybody downloads it at the beginning of the week, so why not put it out on the beginning of the week? Just figuring this out, guys. I'm running it as we go. So, anyway... Let's do this, and if you guys want to tune in next week, it's going to be coming out Monday. So, new episodes Monday. Anyway, coming up a whole lot more. Tune in to find out what I'm going to be talking about. Thanks again, guys, and peace out. i uh-huh.